great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. There's a great big Hello and you are listening to Of Mice in Main Street. Men, I am Tristan. And I'm Sean. Hey, how are you, Sean? I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little trepidatious about today's topic. You know, it's okay to be trepidatious because, you know, here's the thing with our podcast. We really do, for the most part, keep it pretty positive, I think, and upbeat and jovial, I think. We do. But we do generally. And today we're not going to totally go down a rugged road, but we, we just know realistically a little we're, bit. We're touching on a topic that has been prevalent amongst discussers of disney for a while and we just feel like we should weigh in yeah so you know what we're talking about today obviously you 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 saw the the title of this episode but has disney become too expensive um the answer uh well yes and there's really no arguing that point um you know like you said it's kind of been going around the fan community and, and the disney community for a long time and i it's just tough because when you think about, and we'll we'll, we'll kind of get into the weeds here. When you think about all the things that a, a reservation and ticket package used to come with and what they no longer come with, that's tough. It is. It's tough. But also, so I don't know where you want to begin on this. I kind of have a, a roadmap, but it. Uh, well, then let's go with your roadmap because I don't. I, I did a little bit of fact finding. Yeah. But I don't really have a roadmap, so I'll I will jump in your doom buggy and go where your roadmap takes you. Well, before we begin, do you have anything to say at the the, the top of it before we get into this? Well, as we said, none of this should scare away any of my clients who want to go to Disney, um, because I do I do feel like you know I'm I know all the things we discuss are valid. I would hope as a travel agent, I am able to help my clients find alternative solutions because, you know, I know both of us firmly believe that people need to go to Disney. It's it's not really just something that you should do. It's it's something that you have to do right. to be a well-rounded human and happy on the planet, at least as you, as far as I think you and I believe, but you know, so it's tough when people start going, I can't afford it. I can't afford to take my kids. Yeah. In which case I say, leave the kids at home and just, just go yourselves. That's just because you want everybody to have a beverage around the world, but. I do. I do. That's an, it's a fun part of, of a vacation, but no. So, so where, where does your roadmap sort of start? Well, my roadmap kind of just starts, you know, something basic, but it was something that affected my brother and sister-in-law last year. They weren't with us on this recent trip, but it's parking. Um, You know, it it used to be, if you stayed at a resort, you got to park in that lot for free. And then that's back, dude. Is that back now? That's back. Okay. That was was one of those things that came back uh, January of this year. No, I almost want to say it was it was it was not long after Iger came back. That was one of the few things that was like, this is getting reversed. I love that. So I have not parked in because I I always just stay on property and fly in. Right. I don't, um, 
but I knew that last year that was a thing that, and I, I was like, oh my God, that's terrible. Cause he was spending like $25 per night to park. There. Right. No, Disney realized that that was an unfair thing to ask, especially when people are paying those resort prices, free parking at the resorts. If you are a resort guest is back. Look at that. Solved one problem already. Hey, there we up. go. What's the next thing on your list that I can whisk away for you? Can't whisk this away because you and I have railed on this for it's the magical express. Okay. Uh, yep. I'm sure that you were charged for this somehow. Okay. But nothing beats that service. Okay. Now I will say we have had some wonderful experiences with mirrors. Um, two trips. Yeah. Reasonable when compared to an Uber, but it's not that magical express where the way it used to be, there's no magic bag handling and it costs, you know, it does cost extra. Now, right. So why that is not something that's coming back? It boggles my mind that uh, because it's the same, like it, <laughs> it mirrors has always run those buses anyway. Like I, right. And I do not understand why. Well, Especially, especially when it always worked to Disney's advantage, because what it really did was golden handcuff you to the property. Yes. Because you landed and they brought your baggage to your room, but you you were on Disney property. You didn't rent a car and you weren't really looking to Uber. And so I, I still am baffled. I mean, they must have. They must have felt that was something to get rid of to save costs, but why they thought no one would notice or let it go gently into that good night is beyond me. And like I said, we've had wonderful experiences with mirrors, okay? You know, the the driver we had this last time was a driver when it was still run by Disney, so he had a really great flair to him. However, I don't... I just don't understand. That is one thing, like as a customer service kind of like minded person that I am, I'm like, why would you take something that was so popular away? And you have the entire community screaming at you still that you haven't done it. And you're like, nah, it's fine. Come on, Disney. Where's your touch, man? So yeah, anyway- well, I they just have to be keeping it in their hip pocket. So you know, two or three years from now, when they announce it's coming back, there is celebration throughout the land. I guess, but anyway, fine. It's fine. Um, my next one. Hey, you remember when you uh, used to, y- your magic bands used to come with your, your reservation? Do you remember that? They'd come in the box. Yeah, so yeah, I remember that. And again, I'm sure it was charged somehow, but not anymore. Because why would they do that when they know you're going to pay top dollar for it anyway? Well, and I mean, just uh, come on, at least because back when they were free, you got to choose a color and it was a plain old color. I know. And I go. And again, how advantageous is it for them to have you wearing something around your risk around your wrist that that allows them to keep tabs on how much time do you spend in the store souvenir shopping? When do you go into a store and shop? You know, they get they could they were mining so much data from those things. Why in heaven's name would you not include them anymore? I mean, I we get a ten dollar credit. Whoopty ding dong. Except well, I I still bought my my magic band plus for the 50th. 
Sure. So, but I'm I'm delighted that I can keep reusing it. I mean, with the recharger and everything, it's like I used it when because I guess oh, I bought it for the trip that got canceled in September, but I was able to wear it when I went down with Jackie for our uh, agency familiarization trip in January. And then I was able to use it again when I went in April for my training. And now I get to take it back. So, I mean, I feel like I'm getting the good out of my Magic Band Plus, but... Right. But yeah, the days the days when that was included... Well, and what I noted when we were down there too, because we bought some last year that we all three of us have matching ones and we used them again. Um, except for mine, it was so funny because only these things happen to me because I'm on my version of the Truman Show, as you know. And yeah. I tried to scan in and mine wasn't working. And then um, this guy who came over, who I totally embarrassed, and he's probably telling a story about some weird guy. I follow his girlfriend on Instagram because she's a Disney influencer and I've seen him in pictures. I was like, oh my gosh, you're Abner. I've seen you in pictures. Embarrassed myself. Anyway, he was helping my band and somehow my band got connected to a band that I have not used since 2016. And when I was talking to the uh, guy, she's like, I've never seen this problem before. I don't know what we need to do. And they had, anyway, only these kind of things happen to me. My point well, is- Because I will say I have, if, if, you're, if you're just curious and you're like clicking on stuff in your My Disney Experience account, you can go in and see like all of the old and deactivated magic bands. Cause I think there comes a point where it's no longer sending a signal into the ether and Disney like classifies it as, as dead eventually. Yeah. But I've been surprised. I'm like, Oh, right. I do have all those, but so you do have to make sure that the correct one is checked. Yeah. And, and it those Disney accounts do some weird stuff, let me tell you. It was really strange. But it, I will say what we did notice, though, is there was a lot less people that had the bands and were just using cards or their, their the phone app. So I got to wonder if, if Disney, if that maybe did backfire a little bit and they thought, well, right. buy them. But now that they're not like a perk, you know, I don't know. Um but that's, you know, another little like it was just like a, a little piece of Disney magic when you got that band. So that is right. another thing. Um, OK, so this next one. Listen, OK, OK. You remember when Fast Pass was free? Remember that? Remember that? Do you remember that? I, I do. I do remember that. Yes, I do. On when that was free. But you know what they discovered? They discovered people would pay for it. And we are, so that's never going to return, which brings me to this point. Well, so go ahead, go ahead with your point. No, go ahead. Cause it's going to go ahead. What do you, what I, well, I do blame universal for that a little bit because universal was always charging for fast passes. Uh, well, for their version of the system, which is still more expensive than Disney's, but yes. Right. And so I go, it was, it was tough for Disney to resist the idea that people were paying for something down the road that Disney was giving them for free. Sure. And they could have kept the value, which had always made me very proud of them as a company. But, but they didn't. They went down the Genie Plus route, which, yeah, we, we, we can talk about that. But what was, what was your point? 
So my bigger point is, yes, we can blame Universal. However, I think, though, as Disney fans, we are all to blame for this because what they discovered was they're going to pay for it anyway. So, like, why are we giving this away for free when we know we know that they're going to charge us? Here's the thing. We don't ever say no to Disney. We just kind of say, okay, sounds good. And we enjoy our time. And uh, so here's, so example. So on our trip, we bought it every time, every day. We knew just, we were the crowds. And although I will say on the Saturday and Sunday, the crowds were light Monday, Tuesday, they were crazy. We, I say we, Savannah has become a master at stacking lightning lane amazingly yeah yeah you always want one of them in your party and she is it so it was amazing um but you know it was costing us upwards of almost 80 dollars a day you know because right the parks is 27 dollars on certain days now and i think that is a disney's really smart because they know you're going to pay for it for a better experience. So they're going to take your money and we're going to pay them. We pay them every time, Sean. And and yes, we do. And that's the thing. They're never, it's never going to go away because we're never not going to pay. (laughs) It's just like crazy. Yeah. Grandpa. I know. And we do. And that's because, and that is because you and I go, all right. We whatever it is that you want, if it's going to save me time, which I have documented yes. when I've been on trips, just because I want to be able to tell my clients and I go, yeah, this saved me about five hours of waiting in lines today. It does. And I go, how much is my time worth? And, you know, I don't, I, well, first of all, you could never stack your fast passes the way you can stack genie plus no correct yes and that is a whole i think that's another show that we need to do eventually because i do think there is a benefit we've talked about genie plus i actually like genie plus a lot i think it's very smart but it really does save you a lot of time so that on the positive end oh my god the way we were do you saw what we were doing today i don't know if you followed my story while we were on the trip but we knocked out so much every day and the only well, that's just able to do it was because of that. Um, and they know that you're going to want to pay for that. Well, that's just it. And I go, but were you, were you truly knocking it out because you were doing early entry and genie plus, which I, yes, I can see that. But on the flip side of that, as your travel agent, I would say, look, you probably don't have to, well, first of all, no one has a gun to your head. You no. don't have to pay for Genie Plus. And if you, especially if you're a resort guest and you want to get to the early entry for a park, you can crank out a lot of stuff without Genie Plus as long as you, you know, as long as you go early and get through a bunch of the really popular stuff at Park Open. Yeah. And and that's when I go, you're choosing to spend the money on Genie Plus, and I do it too. I absolutely do it. Although now I've begun to consider, do you need it a couple of places? Do you need it at Epcot? And do you need it at Animal Kingdom? And, you know, that's, there's a whole other show. Everybody take a drink. Well, and but, you know, 
here's the thing too with that because of the new pricing tiers it's so dumb sean like this new pricing tier makes no damn sense because for so say there was one day where magic kingdom alone was 27 dollars right uh animal kingdom was 11 epcot was 17 for instance and hollywood was like 23 right yes now which is probably the way it should be because i think that's what everyone has learned yeah, the least like the the place you need at least is Animal Kingdom. But I will say, at, on face value, that sounds like a great idea. Okay, however, let's say that you're going to Hollywood Studios in the morning and you want to pay just the thirteen that Hollywood Studios was or whatever, right? You but, said seventeen or whatever seventeen. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember exactly what they were on any given day. All, all I do know, I know. Is seven was for all of them. But so you pay that one, but then you're park hopping and you're like, oh, well, maybe I should add Magic Kingdom on. You're not paying the difference. You're paying additional. So you're paying for what Hollywood Studios was at 17, let's say, and then Magic right. 7. Or you can buy all the parks for the one price, which we ended up doing a lot after I thought about it. I was like, this makes Right. Well, if you have a park hopper, that just seems to make the most. It's, I mean, there's there's no question if you're going to visit the Magic Kingdom in a day. And you have a park hopper, buy all the parks because it's the same price. Right. And I, I don't know, man. I I think that the price is because it keeps going up because I remember, you know, even last year per person, it was about $16, $17 per person. And that didn't seem terribly unreasonable. It was like a lot, but like whatever. But $27 a person, that adds up, man. And so, you know, what I would tell your clients or anybody that's listening, if you're planning to do Genie Plus, you know, say you're going for four days, you better budget an additional $350, you know, for just that if you plan on using it. And I, I will say this. We've talked about this before. I've never thought the ticket price at Disney was exorbitant. I think actually the ticket price is pretty fair for everything you get to experience. Um, so I've never really harped on the ticket price itself. It's the additional prices that they get you with once you're there, I think. Is right. Which, uh, which I will say, too, is, is becoming far more prevalent throughout the travel industry, especially cruise ships. You know, it's like, and, and I'm not talking Disney cruise ships. I'm talking across, across the industry, things that used to be included are now no longer included. You have to pay a premium to get these things. And they're they're offering them as a value, but, you know, people are noticing, but it's not just Disney. Oh, I'm sure it's not. I, I, I'm sure, you know, I've talked to friends that have gone on other vacations and like, that's just kind of how it is everywhere right now. But at some point, don't you think that like kind of has to break? I, I have a few more points, but we can kind of hang on this for a minute. You know, our people are going to eventually kind of get to a point where they're like wait a second though like what is like i i shouldn't have to pay i'm already here why am i paying even more then and i guess my question is has it always been that way where you're actually paying for it they just didn't tell you that up front or is it i mean well, in costco I, up get it i understand you know you have to do what you have to do but like at some point people are going to just not be able to afford to do anything. And then what's the travel industry going to do then? You know? Right. I know. I hear you. And the, the, the answer has to have been, yes, you always had to, pay. I mean, you know, you had to be paying for it somehow, you know, but I guess, you know, as things, as 
you know, as expenses go up and, and you and I were big proponents of, you know, cast members need to make a living wage. They do. And so, you know, had did some of the money that was going to pay for Magic Express go into the pockets of cast members? I sure hope so. Yeah, but, but the company makes what they make. I don't buy that as a, like, you know what I mean? Let's take something away from our, our customers because we have to pay. I don't know. It's the socialist in me, I guess. That's like, all right. Well, well good. You go run Disney on the socialist philosophy. I don't the- think you'll get very far in dollar, you know, salaries of the executives and then talk to me. About, you know what I'm saying? I, I know. Let's let's not go too deeply into the socialist. No, capitalist no. Weeds. But yes, I guess your points are well founded. Anyway, moving on. I'm sorry. And also, you should still book a vacation with Sean McCall at Brian Maine. He's wonderful. <laughs> well, I hear I'm going to I'm going to come back to that eventually. But but keep going, angry grandpa. No, no, no. You know what? I just think I, you know, I, I, Disney's a magical place and I've never felt quite this way about it because I've always felt it was actually, yeah, it's a little more pricier than our vacation, but it's worth it. And I still think it is worth it, but I think they've discovered that everyone feels the way I feel and are going to pay the money anyway. And at the end of the day, we're still going to pay, well, it doesn't matter. but. And, and the thing is you're feeling nickel and dime. It's like, give me one price and include things rather than start taking away these things that I've gotten used to. Yeah, and maybe that's what it is. So- and that can't help but make you feel grumpy because yeah. you you go, but I used to get this. This used to be part of the experience and now you're making me pay extra. And you do that with Magic Express and you do that with Genie Plus. And of course, people are going to start getting sort of disgruntled, and- much like you. And, this and is, you're going to go out and yell at those kids on your lawn the that thing, they should stop it. Here's the thing. I saw it a wonderful time. Like it did not, you know what I mean? Like we had a wonderful, magical time and we needed that. And it was very memorable and lots of good memories were made. We had a blast. You know what I'm saying? Right. For the day, thinking about it, you know. Well, so so this will go to, because we did, we did title this episode, Has Disney Gotten Too Expensive? And yeah, I think we've I think we've covered the nickel and diming. But as your travel advisor, if you came to me and went, I just can't afford this trip. And I would say to you, well, do you really need the Genie Plus? There are ways around it. There are ways of going to early entry and, you know, taking advantage without that cost, you know. Um, and I go, how because you know you're not, you're not made of money you run a small arts organization and i go and and i know that going especially cuz you've got a family of 3 it's like how are you feeling about what it costs you to go to disney and are there ways to get around some of those costs or are you starting to feel like i mean you've already admitted you're going to go whatever it is they want you just may not be able to go as frequently, but I will say though, I, so this has two points. Cause I, I see what you're saying. One point is I'm, we are definitely more seriously looking into Disney vacation club because as these prices go up, that seems to make the most sense if you're going often. Um, so on that end, <laughs> Disney might be getting more uh, DVC, more Disney. of your money. Um, Yes, but it's anyway, that's that's a whole other. Actually, I do want to do that episode at some point because I, I want to talk to you more about that since you are DVC and I want to be DVC. Um, yeah, is I also feel 
like in some ways, I'm not sure that we could have because of how busy the parks were when we were there. Saturday and Sunday, we were able to do things just fine. But I almost think with Lightning, you had to get Lightning Lane to do anything. Because my ex-wife and her husband took their four kids down in January, and they did not do any Genie Plus, and they did not get much in because a lot of their time was spending it, you know, waiting in line. So I'm not sure especially depending on when you're going, obviously if you're going in a, you know, sometime in September when it's a little bit slower, you know, you may be able to get by without genie plus. Um, so I, right, I guess, but if you're going, if you're going in the hardest spring break, don't even think about it. Oh, right. Right. In my book, but also, you know, it's those people that go, I'm going to go to Disney between Christmas and new year's. And I go, you're not going to get much done because the crowds are insane. Even if you have genie plus, but you know, sometimes it's like, well, but that's when I can go. And I go, okay, then uh, let's strategize how to have you not go insane. Um, so moving, I got two more points to make. And then I, I, I do want to talk to you about the, the, you know, travel agent side of it all and how you can help with them. But um, the resort stays, I think we've all kind of watched those prices go up, but it looks like as if these the deals that they keep offering right now are kind of an indication that maybe people are booking less. Now, obviously, that has a little bit to do with the revenge traveling is finally over. You know, I'm sure you're noticing that as well. Um, but I got to wonder if that's an indication that Disney was like, well, maybe we did maybe we did gouge these a little bit and we have to do this now. So, you know, what are your thoughts as a travel agent from the inside looking in what you know, well, I certainly, I certainly am seeing more discounts available than there were during the peak times of the last couple of years when, you know, people were just desperate to get back to Disney. You know, I, cause I honestly, prior to this episode, I went in just to price what I thought it would cost basically a family of four to go to Disney for a week this December. And we can, and we can delve into that because I did, I did sort of come up with some concrete numbers, but uh, um, now I've gone down a spoke and I'm like, I, yeah, I started talking about that, but uh, what was I talking about right before that? Um, <laughs> you were talking about, you were talking about the, oh my gosh, what were you talking about? See, what? see, well, we've both run down it, but anyway, um, I, I'm sure it'll come to me in the middle of the next sentence, but, um, cause what else was on your list in terms of, of like grumpy old man stuff or point to make towards the end, but we can, we can chat about Well, that. because, because I go, let's look at what, oh, it was something about the resort prices. Oh, it was about the deals. It was, and I remember my point. My point is Disney is subtly and not so subtly trying to push their own brand to a certain extent in that, because I just, Kimberly, who we mentioned in our last episode, bundling up in her Haunted Mansion blanket to go see Haunted Mansion, she was looking to take a trip this holiday season, like off times when she could really enjoy the, the resorts and everything. And I went in and there was very decent pricing for Disney plus subscribers. You know, I mean, it. they say up to 35% off. Those are the deluxe resorts that get 35% off, but 
But still, she was saving about $100 a night on the resort because she's a, a Disney Plus subscriber. Um, they do Disney Visa perks a lot of the time, where if you are a Disney Visa card holder, you get special rates. Um, and so, so I do feel like there are genuinely some reasonable rates. Now, reasonable is very different to different people. And I get that, which is why when a client comes to me and goes, I want to go to Disney, I, I say, you know, well, how important is it? How important is it that you spend the least amount of money that you can spend versus enjoying the resort and not having the headaches of staying off property? Because that is the first major decision that any family has to make when they're going to Disney. Are you going to stay on property? And in my opinion, and especially now that they've got your free parking back, see? Yep. Okay. You know, it's like now I always recommend that you stay on property because I've done both and I am ever so much happier when I'm staying on property. And part of that, I guess, is because if we had a vehicle there and I had to drive it, that would just undo all of the happy happy joy joy that i'd had at the day of the day in the park i would just be miserable having to and i drive back i highly recommend it to everybody (laughs) um but i have clients who go well my sister has a timeshare and we're gonna stay at the timeshare and i go okay that is a money-saving measure and if that's what you need to do to go to disney then you will absolutely save money using your sister's timeshare that's down the road. Yes, you'll have to rent a car. Yes, you'll have to deal with parking at the resort. Yes, it will mess up the end of your day, in my opinion, because you have to deal with traffic and all of that stuff. Plus, you're just not submerged in the magic. That's not the right word. That sounds like a drowning. You're you're immersed. There we go. That's the word. You're immersed in the magic when you stay at a Disney resort. But you know, even 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 when you stay on property, there are choices. Now, I will say, you know, the All Star Resorts used to be a hundred dollars a night, and they're not anymore. No, you know, they've now pretty much crept up to about one hundred and seventy five, which. I go, really? A hotel in any major city is probably closer to that nowadays. If it's if it's pretty much a middle of the road, yeah. nice place to stay, things are 150 in in most cities that are that are pretty decent, unless you're getting some sort of rate. But uh I looked tonight. Well, first of all. On this magic vacation, which I had happening from a Saturday to a Thursday, the first week of December, okay, so that you could go down and enjoy the holidays. Now, if you're trying to do it on a budget, you're not going to get a ticket to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party because they're expensive, but you will still get to see all of the Christmas decorations and it will still feel like the holidays and you can still take the monorail around and look at all the gingerbread. I mean, there's plenty of stuff you can still do for free, but on this magical vacation, I looked at airfare and airfare, like from the quad cities, because that's sort of what we were looking at. And honestly, for 
a family of four is what I was calculating all this for. Somebody who's over the age of 10, so technically they're an adult at Disney, and somebody who's under the age of 10 and two parents. You know, I, I was finding airfare from the Quad Cities round trip that was about thir- a little over $1,300. Well, and that's you know, why I'm from Chicago here. We just drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, so there are ways... There are ways to get better deals. If you're willing to drive to Chicago, drive to a major city, you're going to you're going to find cheaper flights Um, Then you do. As we've said, you have to pay to get to the resort. There's no way around it. You can Uber, which is a little more expensive. But mirrors, if if a family of four that has this magic, like 12 year old and a nine year old. They would pay about $160 round trip on a mirror shuttle. And we'll see um, 90 for the three of us. And that was and that was round trip. And that was pretty great. Right. Um, well, they have summer pricing right now, too. So I was assuming the summer pricing would go away. But and here and here's the kicker. I did I priced those that's six nights. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, wait, Wednesday. All right, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So I guess five nights. Five nights uh, at the All-Star Movies, which is a fun place to stay. You've stayed there, correct? Yeah. And four-day non-park hopping tickets. Mm -hmm. Uh, That package for those five nights and four-day tickets for four humans was running 34 just over 3400 the hotel itself was like eight something and then the tickets are are the rest of that but uh which brings the total for the airfare and the round trip hotel transportation and your hotel and your tickets to just under five thousand dollars you know, and $5,000 seems like a lot to some families, and it seems like not a lot to some other families. So, you know, but as a travel agent, I would try to help you find less expensive solutions that have compromises in my in my book. But I want everybody to be able to experience Disney World. So, and I will, I, you know, as a testimonial to you, when I told you about the trip I was taking the girls on and I said, Hey, I'm just looking at all-star movies. Here's my dates. You came back and said, okay, I found a cheaper package for you, you know, at art of animation. And it was like, Oh, well, hell yeah, let's do that. And so like, I know you, so those listening go through Sean, he will help you. (laughs) He's a very smart dude. So, you know, well, thank you. I try, but I, I do. I try to listen to, my clients and, and, you know, try to give them a trip that they will enjoy and have magical memories of regardless of the budget, because I still feel like the time you spend with your family at Disney, you know, you don't have to buy memory maker, but you can do photo pass and, you know, pick that one picture of all of you in front of the castle. That was just great or that special magic shot, you know, you don't have to, you know, pay the, whatever it is, the 160, 180 
you know, there there are ways to get magical memories for less. So I guess circling back to is Disney, has Disney gotten too expensive? What are your thoughts as we close out here? Well, so my final thought is, first of all, I'm we're, I'm not saying you shouldn't go to Disney. I think you should. I think it's it's a, an amazing vacation. There's nothing like it. I will definitely be going back. Um, what I will say, though, I think what Disney has discovered is that, you know, they can't charge too high before the guests arrive, which is why I think they keep the ticket price low. But they know that they can once the guest arrives. So that's why you see prices in the park have skyrocketed. The prices in the food courts, even the value resorts, the restaurants, everything has gone up. And that they know they can charge for, you know, Genie Plus. And they, they know that they can charge that because people are going to pay it. And, you know, the most reasonable part of this whole thing, I think, is the ticket price. That is the most reasonable thing you pay for. Well, and and if you're staying at like a value resort as well. but Well, if- and because we have always said that the value that you get at Disney, when you figure in fireworks, when you figure out the stage shows, when you figure in the parades and all of the attractions that you that you have a chance to experience, it's it's understandable why you pay what you do for a day there. Absolutely. And I've never, I think the the park ticket itself is amazing. Um, But it's just one of those things, you know, you pay and you pay and you pay and you pay and they know their fans are going to do it. Now I will say it doesn't totally deter us, but we did have a long conversation about the fact that, you know, we started looking into Disneyland a little bit more because Harper's uh, we're going to take her for her 10th birthday next year. We're going to take her on a trip. And we have kind of looked at Disneyland versus Disney World. And maybe this is a a, a podcast episode, too, with somebody that's more knowledgeable on Disneyland than I. So find a friend and do this, Sean. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll look for somebody. But I, for us, Disney is a lot more affordable for us. And it's kind of. No, go ahead. No, it was just kind of wild. Like, I understand that there's. I understand the parameters involved, but I, I still think that's kind of wild. And I, I do see a lot of Disney podcasters, influencers kind of doing the Disneyland trips more often than world right now. And, you know, and after looking at the prices, I'm like, well, I understand why. Well, yes, because Disneyland is such a unique animal in terms of the number of resorts that are open to you that still feel like florida's version of staying on property right but it's because you can walk from hotels that are not owned by disney right and a a wide variety of of budget ranges too there are value hotels in that neighborhood and some nicer hotels and you know and i mean one of the things that sort of cuts down is you've only got two parks so you're probably looking at a three or a four day ticket being plenty at Disneyland versus, you know, a three or four ticket in Florida is the minimum right. that you can kind of go with. Um, but, but yeah, there, there is certainly something to be said for, for the fact that you can budget a Disneyland vacation a little easier than, Maybe sometimes you can't. So that's the answer. If you think Florida is too expensive for you, go to Disneyland. 
Well, and that's kind of what we're looking at doing, which I eventually will talk to you about um, because we're trying to figure out those details now that we know in Harper's spring break and stuff is, but um, cause that's, you know, that's what we're looking at doing. So, you know, we will, we will hire Sean at Briar and Maine. <laughs> boutique for that vacation as well and you know again i don't want anybody to think i'm being like totally negative about this it's just after a while no no lies like damn that used to be free oh man that was right and and please disney if you're listening because i'm sure they are i'm sure bob (laughs) Iger is a regular follower and listener um you know stop making your loyal people feel nickel and dime and that's what happens when stuff that used to be included starts costing extra. I'm paying $60 for a Mickey bar. Damn it. You know, like I'm just saying it wasn't that much actually. Was I was going to say you are, you you're getting scammed. If somebody's coming up to you for a $60 Mickey bar. No, no, no. Cause they're not a dollar over 50 last time I checked. But uh, no, it's like 52. Um, oh, see, but then if you become DVC, you'll get to go to the party where they're free. I know. I you, if, if not, you win the lottery and win the tickets, yes, is the DVC thing, man. It starts to make a lot of sense when you you know we go every year. So like once you start doing that, you're like, oh damn, this starts to make a yeah. Hell this is kind of incredible. <laughs> um, so. You know, there's something to be said for that. Um, but that's, yeah, you're right. That's, yeah, we should revisit that on another show. Good. Well, so I guess our takeaway today is there are still ways to do Disney on a budget. Yes. But stop nickel and diming us, please. Yes, absolutely. And that doesn't mean don't don't book a vacation with Sean McCall. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Because as Tristan kindly said, I will help you find ways around things that seem to be standing in your way budget-wise. Whether it's the time of year, whether it's, you know, it, it's it's an absolute fact that Disney hotels, and this is true of DVC too in terms of the points, Friday and Saturday are your premium times. But if you can stay, and a lot of the promotions are for Sunday through Thursday. That's what I, that's, you know, Kimberly is taking advantage of that because, Sunday through Thursday are better rates. And, well, I would say the parks are less crowded, but you've said Mondays are a nightmare. So who knows? But, but yeah, there are ways around these things. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Uh, definitely, you know, Sean, uh, I hope that they book through you. Um, they can follow <laughs> you on Facebook, right? And, and Instagram and things. You betcha, Sean at Briar and Maine on Facebook or hurry back to Sean on Instagram or, you know, leave me uh, leave me a message on any of our platforms or whatever. But also just Sean at Briar and Maine spelled out M-A-I-N-B-R-I-A-R-A-N-D-M-A-I-N. Man, it's late. And I'm trying to spell my I'm trying to spell. My email address. But yes, get a hold of me and I will help you plan an amazing vacation to Disney on a relative budget. Yes, and that's important. And if and you're not what's coming up with you in the Quad Cities, Mr. Tapscott? Well, you know, we're still trying to put the pieces together from our 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 theater and we we've got a building. It's just there's a construction timeline we're trying to figure out so we can hopefully open by the holidays. But you know. When it comes down to pricing, we're kind of feeling that too, because our, you know, where we were versus where we're going, the rent's a little bit higher there. 
Um, so we're having to do something a little bit different with our pricing model, but it's always the, the, the we're always having this conundrum where we don't want to take anything away from the experience and we want everybody to be able to afford it. But also the royalties are going up again and it's just like a whole mess. So I, I you know, it's a, you can't win this battle. But anyway, you should follow us, themockingbirdonmain.com. You can visit our website and you can have our links to our socials are from there. But also if you're not following of Mice and Main Street Men, you should look up. What the heck's wrong with you? Just follow us. It's up on uh, on the interwebs on on Instagram and Facebook and, and and come on over to the party. We really appreciate you all listening. This is really we do. Cool. I get to do this and um, and uh, yeah, I just appreciate you all. And Sean, it's always a pleasure. Likewise, my friend. And thank you all for listening. And we will see you. Real. I only hope that we never lose sight of.